guys, Dan on top of all things commercial real estate. We have a special, special guest here today. Hakeem Valles in the studio. Not quite, but he's in remotely from his location in his man cave. I think he's got some awesome tools for us and awesome surprises. Hakeem, how you doing? Dan, I'm doing great. This is uh, this is really cool. I've never been on anything like this. This is uh, awesome. I appreciate you uh, having me come on the streamcast. Appreciate you too. I want to dive right in. First of all, tell our viewers how you and i met because i think it's a cool story linkedin shout out to my guy uh yona weiss yona uh, connected connected us in the comments of uh one of i think it was one of his posts or maybe a podcast episode yeah or something his like post that. yep um you you put a thoughtful comment mentioning something about something and uh we talked about connecting and i, I dropped my, my calendar link and uh, surprisingly enough you, you hopped on my schedule that day yeah. And I didn't even realize. I'm like, I got a message like, "Hey, are you ready?" <laughs> and we was that a happen. Sunday or something or a Saturday? It was a Sunday. It was that's a Sunday. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. You got a cute daughter, by the way. I appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, she just started so, daycare. First day of daycare. I today. thought you just said she just started dating. Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> awesome man. Well, hey, thanks for joining us here in the studio. Appreciate it. Tell us a little bit. Tell our viewers who is Hakeem. Hakeem is self-awareness is what I like Ooh. to uh, call it. I'm an athlete and entrepreneur. Uh, since I was a kid, I was the guy who was hustling Skittles back in the day in middle school. But I was also the same kid in middle school who woke up at 4 o'clock every morning to go to LA Fitness because my middle school had cut sports. And oh. I wanted to go to Duke and I wanted to be in the NBA. And the only way I was doing it if I was putting the extra work in. So I've always just been that athlete and entrepreneur. You know, as my times progressed, you know, we, we kind of have this parallel. We both had an, an iPhone repair uh, business slash company. Oh, man, that's right. Uh, which was awesome. Uh, real estate for me, you know, I, I started on the house flipping side. Um, my degree is business with a concentration in real estate. And then as I progressed to the NFL, I bought properties in every market that I played in, multifamily, and then uh, dived deep into the cannabis space as well. Uh, my second year in the NFL. Awesome. So you mentioned that you're in the multifamily space and the cannabis space. Well, it's interesting because our first guest today, Daniel Millman, is heavy. I mentioned him too, I think. He's heavy in the multifamily space. In fact, he has an incredible fund investing primarily in Metro Detroit and specifically in Detroit. They provide amazing returns. I love the guy to death. He's a good friend of mine. And then we had Jacob Fiore, one of my mentees, who's heavy in the cannabis space. In fact, you'll like this. Actually, you and I had a call with Jacob the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, why do so, I know that name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Jacob talked to us today about five minutes ago about his fund called High Returns. Okay. So I want you to tell us a little bit about multifamily and a hell of a lot about cannabis as it pertains to commercial real estate. Uh, you know, so for me, multifamily, I kind of went down that route. You know, initially, like I said, my degree is business with a concentration in real estate, but at the same time, I was flipping houses, so I was on the okay. smaller scale. It was almost like you, everyone's read the book, I'm sure, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where you got your rich dad, you got your poor dad, where poor dad for me was actually the classroom. It was learning how to be an employee at a large commercial real estate firm, mm -hmm. work at a Marcus, Millichap, a CBRE type of spot. And at the same time, I'm in the field doing it on a micro level, but learning how to do it on a macro level with larger, large scale properties. So it was I was I was the guy the whole time trying to figure out how do I be the person who owns these properties versus everyone else in the class was trying to figure out how to work for the companies that managed and uh, 
did all the stuff on the back end with these different properties. So for multifamily for me, I'm a big fan of value add C class type multifamily. Okay. Um, you know, in the fifty to one hundred and fifty unit range. Um, my thesis currently, as it pertains to to multis and just any type of real estate in general, is we still have yet to see the the true residual effects of this COVID pandemic. Oh, you're absolutely um, right on that. So, so right now, my my thesis has been staying cash heavy, but staying just heavy on the data side to see where the market shifts are going on a macro and microeconomic uh, level. And then, as it pertains to cannabis, I've always had a passion for the industry. Um, I didn't know what my angle was going to be, but like my education, like I said, has all come from the real estate standpoint. So for me, it was it was just when opportunity met preparation, and it was. Mm-hmm. An opportunity fell across my lap when I was playing for the Lions, a broker I used to work with and then an attorney I used to work with had found this patch of land about, you know, hour and a half, two hours from where uh, from Detroit. And I, you know, I, I stayed cash heavy and was ready to to essentially deploy capital. And it was it was a no brainer in that sense. So we, we bought this patch of land from a real estate standpoint for a half a million. And eight months later, we were hedging that cannabis was going to go wreck in Michigan, and it did. We got an offer for $7 million on that land. And that was when we made the strategic decision that, okay, we might actually have something here. And understanding real estate, you know, he who has the gold or the land the makes the rules. Yeah. So that's where we uh, made the pivot. And over the last two and a half, three years, have been making the right connections with people like yourself, like Jacob, and some of the top growers uh, in the country to partner with to uh, develop it out. Awesome. Well, I want to take it a step back there. You made a very interesting point. Walk me through those numbers. You buy this land. When did you buy the land? This was 20s, the off-season of... You always do that. Always it's, it's my rookie year. It's the off-season. Yeah, I feel like I, the I calendar go heading season. is by... Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, and because the seasons go from September to December, it feels like that's a year, but it's <laughs> yeah. not. So I think it was 20, 2017 or 18, March or May... It was okay. the spring of 2017 or 18. I just know I was playing for Detroit. I just don't know which which uh, off scene that was. And it was, I still remember the conversation. So I bought a duplex in Detroit, a house hacked a duplex, lived in one, Airbnb oh, nice. the other side, so I could live for By free. Wait, pause real quick. House hacking, for everyone who doesn't know, is when you buy a home, you live in it, you renovate it, and you flip it, and you utilize conventional financing maybe or cash purchase, and you utilize the fact that you're the living the person living in the house, and you hack it, and then you sell it, and you make money. Sorry, go ahead. No, all good. So I was house hacking a duplex in Detroit and the broker that I had met when I had first met with him as a piece of advice, I always just tell people, if you're passionate or interested in something, just tell everybody that you are passionate, interested in something because it'll come full circle. And randomly, I get a phone call. Hey, I know you mentioned you wanted to get into cannabis seven months ago. I've got this uh, attorney in my office here who's working on some big type of cannabis deal. If you got some time, stop by. I'm like, all right, it's cool. I'm on the way because it was the off season. Drove over there. And I just remember the conversation. It was uh, me, my two partners now, and the, the one guy's a Cuban guy, and he was like, "Hey, look, like I don't do business with anyone that I don't know. So if you don't have some time right now, like literally, it was like get the f out of this office right now because mm-hmm. we're not going to waste each other's time." And I was like, "All right, I got some time." So I pulled up a chair, and we got to know each other for three, four hours. And essentially, the deal was my partner's uncle, wildly enough, was I believe sleeping with uh, some lady who owned a patch of land and she was able to give us she did i don't know if she knew or not but she was on land that was already zoned um in pinconning to 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 
do cultivation on the land and literally made a deal with her to, to, to purchase the land for half a million. She was able to stay in her house. Okay. And the referendum was on the ballot. So it had to be 2018 because that November of 2018 is when uh, REC set in in Michigan. So it was spring of 2018. And then when the when the law passed in November, like a week later, we got like somebody wanted to buy that specific patch of land for seven million from us. And it was just like, damn, like we got a real decision to make. Like, do we all want to cash out right now? Do we need this money to cash out or are we going to make this bet and actually go deeper into the cannabis space? And that's 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 how we're here today. So that's interesting. So you bought it for half a million. Very shortly <laughs> thereafter, you were offered seven million dollars. So I'm not a math guy. I'm just a broker. Sounds like a 14x <laughs> return, right? 14x yes. return in no time. And you said no. Yeah. I remember speaking. First of all, that's awesome. And I, I want everyone to pay attention to that because a lot of people would have said, hell yeah. They wouldn't have said no. They would have just jumped on that. Take that 100%. million and do whatever the heck you want with it. You decided not to. Now, it reminds me of a conversation you and I had previously where you told me about a multifamily deal that you were super excited about you were getting some people involved in yeah i don't have to say much more i take it away tell us about that one because i think it's it's very similar you'll see how i stitch it together yeah so i there's a big big multifamily here in st louis um we were able to negotiate the seller to carry back a percentage of the down payment i think we had to raise 1.7 million um in equity we qualified for fannie freddie debt on that one and we were the seller was a motivated seller. He just found out he had cancer and was getting rid of his entire portfolio. And we, you know, you, when you when you get uh, an, an you know, offering memorandum from a, a, a broker or just from an, an owner on, you know, all the details on the property, the pro forma rent wise and expense wise, the NOI was at a certain rate. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, due diligence, if you're really doing your due diligence, you can, you know, access the seller's accountant's actual real T12s versus the, you know, made up pro forma on Excel. And in that T12, running those numbers just side by side to each other, the, the NOI was off by almost $200,000. Wow. And I still, it was crazy because the neck, I was, when I found this out, I didn't tell you this yesterday, I was literally driving to, I was, I, was, I was playing for the Lions, and the mother of my child is from St. Louis, so she had family in St. Louis. So I was driving from Detroit to St. Louis so because the inspection was the next day, and I was going to be there for the inspection. It was going to be like – it was an expensive inspection because the property had a lot of units in it. And I'm literally stopped, got the email from the, the, uh, from the uh, seller's uh, accountant, and I'm like, Wait, 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 wait. Like this is like literally my heart sank because it's like, oh my god! Like literally, the last three months I've been working on this project, and you see these numbers. Like this is not, this is not right. And we walked away after those numbers wow. being wrong. Like it was, you know, due diligence. You can walk away with, you know, clean hands, get your earnest money deposit back. Um, but it was crazy because you know that was that was going to be my first big one. I had thirteen units, I think, under my belt at the time. This is going to be my first big one brought in private capital from some guys mm-hmm. I played with, um, you know, been ripping and running, ever telling everybody in my network what I'm doing, like super excited about it. And then, boom, it was like, damn, you can play fake entrepreneur, fake investor and say, screw it. I'm going to still go through with it because I've got the capital. I've got the deal. I've got everything in place. Now I just got to bend, maybe shift the equity split with my investors from 70, 30 to 90, 10 or 95, mm-hmm. 5, just so it could seem like I'm, you know, crushing it as an investor or whatever. But ultimately, 
cut all ties and uh, walked away from the deal. Well, it sounds like you made the right decision, albeit probably a very difficult decision. I think that that also had a very lasting impact on you in terms of an educational perspective. So I appreciate you sharing Definitely. that with us. Anything else you want to share with our viewers today? Maybe some uh, musical talents? I play a little. I play a little saxophone. Did you did you bring your guitar? Or no. No, I didn't bring my guitar. We'll have a jam session next time. I brought. I brought my. Uh, actually, you know what? We'll do a. Uh, how about let's play? A, let's let's do a guess. You, you have to Ooh. guess what what song this is. Oh, or so what it's movie name this, this tune. Is. Not even name. I guess you could say name this tune, or, or what song this tune is from, or what movie okay. is this tune from. Oh, nice haircut. Think of the, uh, oh, it's messy right now. That's why I had the hat on. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got. Hold on. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Titanic. Yeah, you're right, Titanic. <laughs> you had me, man. I was going to tell you that I'm Dan on top of all things commercial real estate, not music, but apparently got a little musical background, too. I've been playing guitar myself since I was seven, so I, I got you, man. Thanks for doing that. I appreciate that. That was uh, bad, though. Sorry. No, sorry it's okay. Listen, name. man, you know what I love about you, Hakeem? I love that you're real, man. You're authentic. You're 100%. You just don't give a shit. And I love that. I think that's wonderful. I think that's the world true. needs more of that. So keep on rocking, man. Well, we've got about three minutes left. I want to know, is there anything else that the world needs to know about Hakeem? Actually, first, before we go there, let's say our viewers want to get in touch with Hakeem Valleys. How do they do that? Uh, LinkedIn's always the best place. LinkedIn. I, I'm, I'm heavily active on LinkedIn, just Hakeem Valleys. Um, and then all my social platforms, I, I think one of, one, one of my favorite quotes is the fortunes in the follow-up were handed millions, hundreds, thousands of opportunities on a daily basis, but your average human does not follow up on opportunities. So you listen to podcasts, you listen to shows, you listen to TV, and you'll say you'll hear a guest at the end saying, hey, guys, anyone to reach out with you? Yeah, just shoot me a message on LinkedIn, and no one actually does it. So reach out to Hakeem. Reach out to Hakeem. I'm telling you right now, he's a good man. I love him. I just got get, been getting to know him. Reach out, follow up with him. I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, we got, like I said, just a couple minutes here. Anything else that you want to share? Any questions you have for me? Anything you want to chat about before we uh, sign off for the day? What's your What's your uh, What's your first day of Q4? What's uh, What's some of your projections as we you know we enter this? It's gonna be an interesting Q4. One back. We're still just you know I don't know what month we're in in the pandemic. Plus we got an election coming up next month. What are some of your thoughts as the market moves forward? Yeah, great question. So I'll just take that a really narrow angle on that because I'm a broker. I specialize in net lease, and uh, we've got some major issues on the ballot right now. 1031 exchange. We've got a major issue with certain capital gains and ordinary versus ordinary income. Um, I want to tell all the property owners out there: you need to get an evaluation on your property right now, even if you don't want to sell. Because if you do decide to sell your property 
and there is no longer a 1031, what's going to happen is there's going to be a nine-month period or so where everybody, their mother, their sister, their grandma, their dog, is going to want to sell their property. And what that's going to be like, Hakeem, that's going to be like 500,000 investors trying to get through a five-by-nine door. And you don't want to be getting in on the opportunity when everyone else is trying to get out of it. You want to be getting in that's now. Real. So what I want to say to anybody asking that question is, Contact your broker, contact your investors, talk to people, get a feel for where the market is. I think cap rates are going up and going down depending on what asset class you're in. But I think what's very important is to always know where you stand. Know how capitalized you are, know what your property is worth, know the people on your team, know good people like Hakeem, and make sure that you're always on top of things. Okay, Dan on top of all things commercial real estate. Hakeem, I appreciate you, man. If you can come back to Detroit, if you ever want to come out of retirement, I'll take you, man. I don't have a football team, but I would love for you to come back here. I want to give you a hug, bro. I can't because we're remote, pandemic, all that stuff. But there you go, man. I appreciate you. It's been great having you. Been a great guest. 100%, my friend. Yeah, appreciate I appreciate you, it. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you got it, my friend. Take it easy.